Hello, welcome back to the Mindful Belly Don't Eat Your Feelings podcast. I'm your host and health coach, Ellie Rome. For those of you new to this podcast, my name's Ellie. Welcome. I was a former chemical engineer, gone health coach after lots of health issues from thyroid issues, autoimmunity, gut health, and my body was breaking down. I was also addicted to sugar my whole life. I was a binge eater and numbed out with food. Food was my safety, was my coping mechanism, and through mindfulness tools and functional nutrition completely transformed my health. And now it is my passion and and my mission to help other people do the same. So please know that you're not alone if you're struggling with any of this and to take it one day at a time. And that's what these new Monday motivation episodes are about. So I want to give you some quick tools and tips that you can put into your Monday and carry throughout the week. And by the way, I am out on the trails right now. I desperately needed some sun and to get outside. And so recording this from the trails. So if I sound winded or like I'm panting, please forgive me. But here we go. And quick reminder before we begin, the next Mindful Belly 21 Day Reset is coming up. It's September 20th. The prep session will be September 16th. So if this interests you, get signed up. This is 21 days with me live coaching you through a very practical paleo style protocol. So we're getting off a lot of foods that drive inflammation and helping you learn how to fuel your body optimally for optimal energy, optimal health, and in a way that's sustainable. So this isn't just like eat this, not that, and then after the 21 days, you go back to the way you were eating. This is really about learning how to make this so easy into your life. Whether you're a working mom, you've got a business, like whatever, you may be so busy but that you can streamline this and take the overwhelm out. And just to really learn a lot of things that are commonly deemed as healthy, that in reality may be driving so much inflammation. I'm on the trails right now and a beautiful deer just came out. Oh my gosh, it's so pretty. It's got horns and uh, anyways, our antlers, sorry, lost train uh. of thought. Um, the commonly problematic foods that may deem, be deemed as healthy, but in reality may be driving massive inflammation in your body, preventing you from losing weight, making you crave things, or causing other health issues. So we're going to figure that out, what is right for you, and create a sustainable lifestyle. And so much of this program is the mindfulness part, is about waking up to autopilot behaviors and really showing up for yourself, paying attention to your food habits and changing them. To really see food as fuel versus using it for, using it as a coping mechanism for stress or for boredom or for sadness, whatever emotion it might be, and to notice and to start building that mindfulness muscle. It is hands down the way I broke through binge eating. So in this episode, anyways, so if that interests you, this 21 Day Reset also includes live meditations with me. We've got yoga and fitness classes live to help you show up for yourself that you can just do from your home and you get all the recordings. And as well as guest expert workshops. So I have some of my favorite speakers come in and lead workshops. All right, so if that interests you, check it out on mindfulbelly.com backslash 21 day reset. And for this episode, for this Monday motivation, all right, I've been asked like, Ellie, what if you could give any advice around sugar addiction, what would it be? And my number one piece of advice would be make the decision. Get so crystal clear and set boundaries. Okay, so what this means is like, and and, okay, there's not one way to go about breaking through sugar addiction. And it 
I've seen it work in so many different ways for different people. So it's a lot of based on your personality, what you've got going on, your stress levels. So to meet yourself where you're at. But I think it's so important, especially if you ever read like the book by Gretchen Rubin, I think it's called Better Than Before. She talks about like whether you're an abstainer or a moderator. For me, I definitely, in most cases, fall into the category of abstainer. It's just so much easier for me to to not have like the decision making around it. Like it's either like I eat this or I don't eat it. Like it's there's not this like wavering or. But some people are can moderate really well, and that's easier for them um, to to have that flexibility, and it doesn't drain them. But for me, it's meaning that it's so much easier for me to just not eat any of something than try to eat a little bit of it, at least for sure in the beginning of breaking through the, through the like massive sugar cravings. I was so addicted, so dependent on it, craved sugar every night, especially, and would binge. And so what helped me so much was having very clear boundaries and making the decision. So the really turning point was when I did the whole 30, this was about eight years ago, honest to be honest the first time I tried it the whole 30 for those of you who don't know is a 30-day protocol it's a very it's a paleo approach but very um a little bit stricter so there's no like paleo baked goods and by paleo I mean no no grains no gluten no soy no dairy no legumes um no artificial sweeteners msg artificial colors just eating real food essentially and it can sound really restrictive, but it's really not. You're eat, I mean, you can eat steak and whatever meat and eggs and fish and delicious vegetables and fruit and just real food. The way we've, we grew up eating for millions of years or thousands of years and until the Industrial Revolution when all the frankenfood entered the market. And so it's going back to that. And it's, the thing is, it's those 30 days, there's no added sugar. And I didn't make it 24 hours, y'all. I didn't, I didn't have a coach. I didn't know what I was doing. And it was during finals week in college. Like looking back, I'm like, that was the absolute worst possible time you could have done this. But, um, I tried and I ended up like within 24 hours, ran to a Winn-Dixie and binged a whole box of enjoy life brownies. Cause at the time I was committed to being gluten-free. So at least there was that except for the brownies were filled with garbage, like other grains and oils. And I'm like, industrial seed oils and a ton of sugar but so I binged and then I committed again and it was because I I just I was so sick of of feeling the way I was feeling I knew something was wrong I I had all these just like it wasn't like horribly debilitating symptoms but they were just they were pulling me down so much like low energy I knew how great I had felt years before and I was like why do I feel like such garbage now and I was so sick of constantly restricting and binging and I, I was desperate, basically. And this, I was just like, just try this. So after the finals, I committed to these 30 days. And the first two weeks were rough. And it was, it was really when my mom said, I, I mean, she, my poor mom, like, so sweet and supportive and on the health journey with me. Um, you know, there was, I kept having these shortness of breath issues, was numbness in my toes, um, just low energy and I was just I remember telling her like everything just feels like such an uphill battle like I have no energy for anything and and then the the chronic like sugar and binges and she just I remember she was just like you either do this or like accept that that's the way you're gonna live something along those lines and basically like like fully commit to it 
or like don't complain basically and it's just like wake up call like you know okay I'm making the decision and then I did it I did those 30 days and those 30 days changed my whole life they changed the trajectory of my whole life uh, after those 30 days I felt so different and so good there was no going back and then I just kind of became obsessed obsessed with the research I wanted to understand why these certain foods were causing inflammation why we're being told they're healthy um I got obsessed with sugar addiction because I wanted to learn more I wanted to know how it was hijacking the brain what how you know how did we really get off it because even after I got off like added sugar and processed food I was still binging on things and certain foods were um the emotional eating part was still there I was still using whole 30 foods um them out so that was like the next part of the equation is just like learning mindfulness and mindfulness tools and then became a coach and so those 30 days having those clear boundaries and just making the decision burn the boats it takes the negotiation process out i could eat when i couldn't eat it was black or white so what that does when you make a decision and you have these clear boundaries it takes the decision making out of it and i find it so much easier so i go to a party well i'm not debating am i going to eat this brownie no, I'm not going to eat it. It's got gluten in it. It's got like, no, it's not all 30. I'm not eating it. So it's just kind of like, okay, like there's no wavering. I don't negotiate with my ego and I'm like, oh, should I eat this? Should I not? Someone brings donuts to work. Like it just, it's like the decision's made. So you don't have to, you don't have to waste energy on it. And it's so freeing. And, um, yeah, in the, in the first couple weeks it's rough, but then, oh my gosh, after that, I didn't go back. I, it, I did it like probably like a whole two years of just complete whole 30, like strict, very strict besides vodka. I did add vodka back in. That was another, that was a loosened boundary, but, but it was, it was fine. Like I was okay with that. And then after that was able to, able to add some things back in. But in, in that first period, I couldn't, it would have been so difficult for me to add in even dark chocolate because of the tendencies I had that I was so addicted to chocolate before, it was like I didn't even want to play that game. And it, I wasn't craving it because I wasn't eating it. And so it was so easy to just not. And with why I touch on this about being so clear on your boundaries and, and defining what the foods you're going to eat and not going to eat, because you become so much more resourceful and you set yourself up for success. So like because you, if you know without a doubt, like you are not going to be eating McDonald's on the road or like um, or you're not going to be getting whatever at the gas station. Like then you pack food for yourself or you know that you're going to a party that they're probably not going to have anything for you. Then you can pack food for yourself, bring something, um, or you know how to navigate it. You're going to eat the pulled pork or the burger patty. And this was huge for me. Like I was traveling a lot as an engineer. I went to China a good bit. I went to Italy. Um, I, the, honestly, those weren't that hard. It was, and I'll tell you what I did when I was there, but it was the I went to Douglas, Georgia for weeks at a time. In Douglas, Georgia, there is like literally nothing. They have a Walmart. They have this Mexican restaurant and a Ruby Tuesdays. And that was pretty much my options. And I stayed in a Hilton hotel. And so there wasn't, there wouldn't have like cooking or anything. They just had the continental breakfast, which is like bagels. And so I knew going there, like the first trip I went, I mostly just ate the Mexican restaurant, which was like just chicken fajitas and some grilled vegetables. The thing is, I didn't feel that great after that. I would feel, and I had a bunch of like snack, paleo snack food, things like wild Zora bars, Epic bars, um, things I could bring to the plant like that. 
But the Mexican restaurant, I knew they, they were using processed seed oils, and I was just, which is like canola oil and stuff. And I just, I never felt great after I left there. And I was like, ugh, I don't want to keep, you know, I was going to Douglas a lot, so I didn't want to keep doing that. So I ended up buying an electric skillet, and it's amazing. So, like, a, you just, big roasting pan, and plug it into the wall in the hotel room. And I would, I went to Walmart, and I would just get the pasteurized eggs, and I, I was eating paleo at the time, so I, was, I would make omelets with mushrooms and spinach and tomatoes, and I would do sweet potatoes in the microwave. Not that I loved the microwave, but um, I made do. And I would do sweet potatoes in the microwave. I did turkey burgers, burger patties with sweet potatoes. And I felt so much better, and it was so easy. And even though it's probably against the hotel rules, they never knew. I just bought, like, dish soap and sponge at Walmart and would do my dishes and bought paper plates. Like, I know that may sound like a lot and just crazy, but when I shifted my value system to feeling good in my body, that became the addiction. It was no longer I want this sugar. It was like, I want to feel, I know how good I can feel. I want that feeling. What is going to give me that feeling? It's going to be eating high energy foods that I know aren't fueling inflammation. So going, you know, I could have just been like, screw it. I'm traveling for Doug, to Douglas. I'll just eat whatever and I'll, I'll, I'll do better when I get back. No, I had the boundary set clear. This is what I eat. This is what I don't eat. And so there wasn't an option to, you know, I got creative and it was awesome. I felt great. And then like same thing so for Italy. You know, a lot of people are like, well, you're going to Italy. So aren't you going to get like the pastries and the, the um, bread and, and noodles and stuff? And honestly, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not saying like, don't do that. You can, you can recreate your boundaries for special occasions and maybe loosen them, but just still honoring, you know, what is valuable to you. Maybe for you, it is more valuable to have that experience than it is for if it does give you a little bloat or lowers your energy and that's okay. And a lot of people can tolerate certain things in different countries because they don't use GMOs like we do anyways. But I did energy is my number one. So I was like, I didn't, I'm not craving noodles. I wasn't craving pasta and I ate delicious over in Italy. I would have, oh my gosh, like beautiful steaks, grass fed steaks. Everywhere I went, I got sauteed veggies and it was like zucchini and red peppers and mushrooms and eggplant. And although some of those things I don't eat now, just personally, but at the time, oh my gosh, they were great. And the oil, like olive oil and they, just the way they cook them, I could get that everywhere. So that's what I did and I loved it. And then I got dark chocolate gelato that was made with, they make it with water. And so it's just so good and I still got to enjoy that. And it was still like, I felt so high energy the whole time. I was like running miles by the, um, by the, uh, trying to think what the big cathedral. Anyways, it was in meditating out there. Like I just felt so good. And I think that's the thing when I had those defined boundaries, I wasn't wavering. I wasn't like, Oh, am I going to eat the pasta? Am I going to eat this random cookie? It's just like, no, like I don't have to think about it because I know what I put in my body. And for me, that makes it so easy. And that's why I've been able to go eight years and I haven't had a piece of bread. I haven't had any pasta. And it's like, I don't feel deprived because I love the foods that I eat. That also changes too. Your taste buds change. And now I look at food and it's like, I equate it to energy. So anything like a donut, like it's, it doesn't have the appeal that it once did. 
like it it feels fake and like I don't I I associate the food with the the feeling and I'm like ew like I don't want that and it's not a judgment you may love donuts and I'm sure if I did eat one I probably would want another one (laughs) but I also know (laughs) what um what that does for my what that does to my taste my, my cravings when I eat sugary things like one time I went to as I mentioned, like I've had different boundaries just as I've learned about my body and things that are working and things that are not working and it shifts. So it doesn't mean forever you have to have these like that it's in stone and you're never going to have a piece of bread again. It's just not basing your decisions in the moment on an emotion. If you have a defined boundary for a period of time, then in the moment when you are sad or you are stressed that you're not, you're not defaulting to other things because they, you just don't do that. That's not what you do. Like that's a, and not an option. It's like, would I eat a rock? Or like for me, I associate it kind of like peanuts. Like I'm allergic to peanuts. So I'm not, you know, someone's eating a peanut butter sandwich. I'm not like, man, I really wish I could eat that. It's like, no, I don't eat peanuts. Like I know what they'll do to me. I'm like, I'm, that's not attractive to me at all. Um, and it doesn't, there's no willpower required. And um, that is what helped with, but like as I've learned, like throughout the years, like I've loved making holiday baked goods for like paleo versions. So I still keep my boundaries. I'm, but like normally I don't eat the eat stuff like sweetened stuff. Cause it usually just spurs more cravings. And so I, for me, it's just easier. I just eat real, like just regular food. If I want something sweet, it's either like fruit or banana or sweet potatoes. Um, or like now I've reintroduced dark chocolate, but even with that, I have to know, I have to be very mindful when I eat dark chocolate. Um, cause it's very easy to just grab and impulsively, like anyone listening, I still have to be mindful and still have to flex my emotional eating muscle and my, my, like I've, I still have cravings, like things happen, especially with the default mode for so many years, having been numbing out with food. Like even when I get really stressed or I'm really tired, like there is a tendency there that wants to drive me to go eat. And so having you know, dark, tons of dark chocolate around is not, it just makes it harder. And requires a lot more energy. So a lot of times I just take breaks from it. Um, if I notice I'm starting to crave it, it's just kind of like ebb and flow, paying attention. There's no right or wrong way to do this. But again, it's so helpful to have those clearly defined options. Like what do I, what do, what do I, foods do I know make me thrive? What foods do I know don't make me thrive? And put those on a list and give yourself, that's why the purpose of the 21 day reset is to have clear boundaries and learn how to navigate Learn how to be resourceful because that is what you eat and that's, it's just going to work even when there's donuts and even when there's cupcakes and hostess muffins and it's like, you know, you have blinders on now and you don't have to pay attention when those come in. Um, but what I was going to say is like, you also notice foods with no breaks. So there may be foods that are at one point on your, yeah, I can eat this list. And then you start to notice like you may overdo them. So for me, I went to a party, so I we usually will bring something so that like, I have something to eat. I don't rely on the host to, to have food for me. Um, it's great if they do, like if they do have like pulled pork or something. But um, I brought for my friend's birthday some, the so delicious dairy-free, no sugar added ice cream. And it's sweetened with erythritol and it's made with coconut milk and it's just delicious. And so I had one scoop and my, my sugar dragon, even though there's no, like, there's like one gram of added sugar. Oh, went wild. The sweeteners 
my brain just lights up. And y'all, I'm telling you, my whole ride home, I had to like talk myself down from going to Whole Foods and picking up another pint. And when I noticed that kind of thing, I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, okay, what's happening here? Like this just hijacked my system, my nervous system. This sweet, a lot of these, like, even if they're better for your blood sugar, which is great, these are up levels, but it's just noticing that kind of patterning. What foods are taking over control? And the freedom lies with being able to have control and not having to expend so much energy thinking about your food choices. And so that all of a sudden took so much energy from me. And I'm like, no, 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 I want that energy for my projects and for people I want to interact with and relationships. And I don't want to be thinking about not eating the, the, another pint of ice cream. So it was like, okay, this is no longer like, I'm not going to do that next time I go to a party. Like that's, this is on, like, it's just easier. I mean, I could, I'm not shaming myself about it, but I'm just like, right. Like I know how I was reacted to it and I'm really sensitive in that way. And so same things like over the years, I've tried to do things like things like, um, implementing like paleo baked goods or like simple meals cookies Ellie bring to a party Mm, those don't do well with Ellie it's like and my mom says the same thing it's just like I have to really slow down really be conscious but a lot of times it just sparks something and I end up eating I overeat I end up overeating them and it's just not worth it so I'm like I don't want these when I don't have them so like I'm just not gonna buy them and that's been a learning over the past several years of just learning my own habits and what what's easier for me. And that's that could shift tomorrow. But I'm just, right now, what's working for me is a basically an autoimmune paleo slash carnivore-ish diet where I'm literally just eating real foods, low seasonings. Like I just eat like, it's just seasoned stuff with salt. And food tastes so good. I eat like meat and vegetables and fruit, very, but only a couple of vegetables, which may sound really weird. Because of, um, you know, what we've commonly been preached that we need to eat tons of vegetables, but um, everyone's different. And oh my gosh, it just so much decision making has been removed, cravings removed, um, and just things taste so good. Like people are like, how do you not feel deprived? I'm like, I'm eating a boiled egg, and I'm like, this is so freaking good. It's because when you're eating when you're hungry, hunger is the best seasoning, and. Again, your taste buds will change. When you stop eating super stimulating foods that are highly processed or highly palatable, that are designed to light your brain up, that are designed to light your taste buds up, then when you go back to eating just you know a plain sweet potato, it's like, oh, this needs brown sugar, this needs butter. But then when you get off all that stuff, you eat the sweet potato and it's like, oh my gosh, this is so sweet. Like, this is too sweet. Same thing, I ate some pineapple the other day and I was just like, do they sweeten this? I had to look at the label. It was, from, it was like pre-chopped pineapple from Whole Foods. They didn't, luckily. But it tastes. It was like, wow, this is so sweet. Um, so anyways, long story short, first step is getting really clear on your boundaries so that you don't have to think about it, that you don't have to negotiate with your ego or waste energy constantly battling yourself. Make the decision now Set a t- you can give yourself a time frame if that helps, if it feels just too overwhelming to have just like this endless, like I'm just, oh, I'm never going to eat bread again. I know that can be so overwhelming. 
Like for me, that 30 days was like, okay, I had an endpoint. But then once I got there, I was like, Psh, I feel so good. Why would I ever go back? Um, and so, yeah, this is, it is an experiment with yourself. What foods make you feel good? What ones don't? The biggest common triggers, gluten, dairy, soy, sugar, grains, legumes, ultra processed food. And if, if, you know, you can take the approach of a little at a time, but for, for me personally, it was easier to just kind of go all in and, and work with somebody. If you need help, if you need that accountability and just support system to you, help you navigate, like absolutely reach out. I do one-on-one coaching, but also these, this 20-minute reset is so fun. You have a group of people who are in it with you and who want motivation and who want to show up for themselves. And there's something about having a collective energy of people doing it that is so motivating. And you just get ideas from each other. So many people in the group are moms or dads and busy, busy lifestyles. So we really focus on how can we make this so easy and you will just have new default, new defaults for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner, for snacks, for travel, and be set up for success because you deserve to thrive. And as I always say, this isn't just about weight loss. It's really about energy, how you show up in the world, how you show up. And I will say, like, so if you do set a timeline and maybe you're like, okay, during the holidays, these are my new boundaries. These are my holiday boundaries. And to have those well-defined, maybe you do have that piece of pumpkin pie. Maybe you do go to Italy and you get the pasta. Like, that's amazing. Do what works for you. And it's all learning. It's all data. Maybe you go to Italy and you have that thing of pasta and you realize afterwards, like, that wasn't even that good. Or, or you realize, you know, I feel it. Ugh. The next day you're foggy and you're like, ugh. Like, it's not, you don't have to beat yourself up or anything. It's just like, okay, you know what? that is that worth it like is this a worth it food not really so like i'm gonna redefine my boundaries but again we're not it's about not making decisions in the moment based on emotion but like mindfully thinking about like what is best for you what is best and sometimes what's best is not being so restrictive and so maybe having a little bit looser boundaries on certain things even if you know some certain foods aren't the best for you but just being very clear on what that is so if you loosen up for the holidays like get clear so for me it's like I'm still eating paleo foods but now I'm allowing in like some paleo pumpkin pie some sweeteners a little bit of like more sugar probably during the holiday and so yeah like I mentioned like maybe you do have like the regular pumpkin pie and you notice but you also just like okay it's okay slow down with it eat it with intention eat every bite with like gratitude and appreciation and then notice if it spurs cravings afterwards it may like to be can you be with that instead of it leading to like an all-out binge um notice how it just affects your neurochemistry does it lead to overeating um and you can there's so many ways to like mitigate that and i have holiday episodes on this where it's like okay you eat the pumpkin pie well you can like go for a walk after to help regulate your blood sugar pair it with protein to help regulate your blood sugar and your fullness notice you know afterwards i always will do like post post-indulgence rituals where I'll drink club soda or tea after that dessert thing to tell my brain like okay that activity's over versus just being in this like weird limbo where I'm like done eating that one piece of pie and my mouth wants more and then I end up eating seven pieces of pie so it's like you just learn on the way ways you can help navigate and become more mindful and aware of your tendencies and there's no such thing as failure and I teach that in the reset like everything is data and so if you have a binge, if you do have a slip, it's like, okay, that's okay. 
I'm going to look at that situation. I'm not just going to beat myself up and go like, F this. It's like, no, what was going on for me? If this same scenario happened tomorrow, how would I set myself up differently? And you just learn again and again and again. Like, y'all, I've messed up, failed, tripped, fallen, binged so many times over these last eight years. And I think that's what makes me a good coach, though, because I've been through it. And continuing to learn and to evolve. And, you know, every day is different. So have grace for yourself. Have compassion to yourself. And just focus on today. So with that, so much love to you. If you've got any questions for me, shoot me a DM on at MindfulBelly on Instagram.